So I wanted to take a moment as well to plug an awesome product. I know we're almost like an hour in, so I might even break this into two parts, right? But the human microbiome, let's talk about it, okay? Uh, I'm actually reading an article here about it. So why it is important for our health. There's like 10 facts that I wanna talk to you guys about here. And I'm plugging a great product called the Ultimate Microbiome from Longevity. And I've been taking this product and I can tell you right now that my bowel movements are better, my health is better, my immune system is better, my energy has been better. And I can tell you right now that I've been taking it now for a year. So, I mean, I've been taking it for a little while. Um, your microbiome is so important. I'm going to get into the facts of what your microbiome is. And this is just my plug. And again, of course, if you support the podcast, please leave a rating and review, and this will help me a lot as well as buying some of these products. If you're not already a longevity rep, you definitely should sign up. Um, and if you're not a longevity customer, it's basically the same thing. You should definitely sign up as well. I'll leave the link for you to do that. So you can get a discount on all the products. And so um, I want to talk about this product, but first I want to talk to you about the microbiome. And uh, I think this is going to be a part two for a longer podcast that we're doing because we're going to get into the fertilizer, the food famine that's coming up, uh, and that we're going to get over, we're going to talk about the Ukrainian situation a little bit. We're going to touch on that and we're going to talk about the US dollar no longer being the world reserve currency. So this is a part two now into this podcast that we're going to talk about, but I wanted to plug this product first and foremost. So thank you for guys, for, for you guys tuning in now, if you just clicked this, this episode instead of the, the first one. Um, but fact one is that the microbiome is your second self. They say, uh, the human microbiome is an intricate community of microorganisms that live on and inside of our body. Each of us has a very individual one. Even identical twins who share 99.5% of their genes only share about 20% of their gut microbiomes. Again, so very unique to each individual. That's why it is known as our second self due to several factors such as its abundance. And so that's fact one. Just wanted to run that by you guys. Fact two, very interesting. Your microbiome is a large invisible organ and natural shield. Just so we're clear, your microbiome is the entire system of basically gut health and it, it consists of various different parts of the body. Uh, it includes your nose, um, your mouth, your throat, um, your lungs, your large intestine, your stomach, and then even your skin and your sexual organs. So it's like all these various levels of you know your, your body are a part of your microbiome. So continuing, talking about the microbiome here, is an invisible, large invisible organ. Like our other organs, our microbiome performs specific functions such as digestion, maintaining a healthy skin balance, education of our immune system, and synthesis of certain vitamins. In fact, if our bacteria and our microbes were put on a scale, they would weigh about two kilograms, which is about 4.4 pounds, okay? This would make it our second largest organ after our skin. Our microbiome is also a natural shield against a variety of illnesses. When in balance, it helps modulate our meta uh, uh, metabolism, supports our immune system, and contributes to our skin as well as oral health. So, you know, that's pretty interesting as uh, looking at the microbiome as an entire organ system. Fact number three, it's a microbial fingerprint. The microbes that compose our microbiome are primarily concentrated in seven regions of the body, our stomach, nose, mouth, lung, skin, colon, and sexual organs. And we, ha we each have a unique composition of microbes in each region. 
As an example, our oral microbiome is primarily composed of streptococcus. I can't say that right. Uh, however, the proportion of this bacteria is specific to each of us. I think of strep throat, right? Streptopicus, whatever it is. Uh, also, certain bacteria are commonly present in one part of our body, but seldom found in others. So that's the human microbiome. It's kind of like explaining where it is and uh, moving on from that. Of course, we may start to develop our microbiome before we are even born. So experts have long questioned whether we acquire our microbiome at birth or if it's developed in the womb. A recent study may help answer that question. Researchers found a bacterial microbiome signature in fetuses as young as 11 weeks post-conception. That's interesting. So we're already developing this microbiome even as, we are, uh, as our, we're in the womb. It is understood that exposure to certain environmental stimuli can shape our microbiome in our infancy uh, and thereby induce resistance to certain allergies. That's very interesting. Our microbiome, I would say, yeah, when you're sitting there, you're vaccinating all your kids and doing all this stuff. I mean, again, to each their own, but you know, you're putting all these various different poisons and allergens uh, into the body. And so you're going to get these various results, right? And so another thing about the microbiome is that, you know, it is constantly evolving. Composition and diversity of our microbiome change remarkably as we age. The diversity of our gut microbiome, for example, increases during our first two to three years of life and then stabilizes. So this diversity begins to decrease in our older years. Fact number six, our microbiome can be influenced by our diet and other external factors. What we eat can directly impact the composition and abundance of our gut microbiome. Interestingly, two people may eat the same foods and experience different changes to their microbiome. This underscores the highly personal nature of the microbes that inhabit our bodies. A study published last year found that swimming in ocean water significantly alters our skin, our skin microbiome, and then these changes persisted for 24 hours or more. That's interesting. And so fact number seven, it can affect seemingly unrelated organs. The ancient physician Hippocra Hippocrates uh, famously stated that all disease begins in the gut. And it appears he may have been at least partially correct. Current research indicates that our gut microbiome may play a role in brain processes that affect our mental health, cancer, cardiovascular health, and other diseases. It is also believed that stress and other external stimuli can adversely affect its composition and function. The gut microbiome is even involved in the physiological function of our immune system. Our gut is the home of about 70% of our immune cells and the microbiome plays an important role in educating our immune system. And then fact number eight is that microbial diversity is key. It is fair to say that there are good and bad bacteria. However, in terms of our microbiome, it is important to have the good ones predominant. Studies have not yet established a profile of the ideal healthy microbiome. However, the loss of microbial diversity, specifically in our gut microbiome, is associated with the rise in many diseases, uh, such as asthma, obesity, diabetes, and others. Fact nine, products and treatments claiming to benefit our microbiome are on the rise. More than 100 products claiming to benefit our microbiome were launched last year and more are on the way. Generally, these are products fall into the uh, main following categories. Microbiome friendly, uh, prebiotics, probiotics, and postbiotics. And the differences here with prebiotics, for example, is that they are nutrients that are supposed to feed the good bacteria to boost the microbiome, probiotics, live organ microorganisms thought to provide a health benefit, and then 
postbiotics, which are substances produced by bacteria that mimic their positive effects. So that's another thing, guys, and that's that's where I'm going to get into real quick this quick product as a plug, and then we're going to get right back into the news and the craziness of the world we live in. So the ultimate microbiome from Longevity. Let's read a description from this. A deeper understanding of the microbiome, which is your entire gut ecosystem, has changed everything we know or we knew about nutrition, digestion, immunity, and met, uh, metabolism. Specifically formulated to optimize this ecosystem, ultimate microbiome provides prebiotic, probiotic, and postbiotic support, just as I mentioned earlier. Through an exclusive probiotic blend, our proprietary, this means that it's unique to longevity, proprietary I26 hyperimmune egg powder, which by the way, guys, is powerful even by itself. So it's inside of this. This egg powder is inside of this. It's a hyperimmune egg. Totally different egg that you've never seen before. It's not, not at the store. And a powerful multi-enzyme complex, it provides holistic gut health properties not found in any other product. What exactly are postbiotics? This is kind of a new thing for people. Postbiotics are metabolic, metabolic byproducts of probiotic bacteria, which seem to be responsible for many of the beneficial effects of probiotics. They may also provide protection against harmful bacteria, which is key to helping regulate your meta, uh, your microbiome health. So really, again, the postbiotics and things like that that are in there, they're already putting what they know probiotics are supposed to create. So they already have it all in this product as well as pre and um probiotics. Okay. So it's already all in there and let's see what does it actually help. So what does it do? It stimulates the growth of beneficial bacteria, supports healthy digestion, promotes immune health, boosts mood, promotes relief from seasonal allergies, promotes skin health, supports healthy weight loss, supports uh, healthy sleep patterns as well. And actually I can be, I definitely can see how it boosts mood. Um, definitely the mood thing as well and your immune health, I've been saying that for a while now, and then I've been sleeping a lot better with this whole product. So what sets this product apart? It's a holistic approach to total gut health, contains our proprietary I26 hyperimmune egg powder, uh, which may eliminate bacterial pathogens and balance immune inflammatory responses. Yeah, guys, that egg powder is literally so powerful just by itself. They, in longevity, they do sell it by itself. Uh, I26 hyperimmune egg powder patent. It prevents, counters, or reduces uh, gastrointestinal damage by administering milk or egg products from hyperimmune uh, immunized animals. So it prevents that. So it helps to offset what you may be eating from your foods, guys. So and it contains an exclusive probiotic blend that may prevent harmful bacteria from colonizing the intestine, enhances mood, as we mentioned earlier, increases the gut's population of beneficial bacteria, and it helps with the gut balance and stability. So I mentioned that. I can go on and on, but honestly, you can look at the link. I've already got it inside of the description of this podcast. You can check out this product, and you can also buy it. And if you are already a member, which you can do it in checkout, guys, you can just uh, become a preferred customer. It costs $0. They say that you know it's, it's like you're being charged $20 a year, but there's ways to avoid that fee. So if you look at those little things, you can just check out anyways, and you get a a 25% discount. So this is $55 and uh, this will be plus shipping, of course. So pick that up. Great. It's a monthly supply. And honestly, it lasts me just over a month because, you know, I don't use it absolutely every day. 
but I definitely think you guys, if you're looking for some kind of health product that you're trying to benefit from and you're looking for a solution to something, I definitely think that um, this microbiome product can really help. So let's get into the uh, idea behind taking, uh, really, I think, the, uh, the destruction of the U.S. dollar. So the globalist agenda that to replace the U.S. dollar is reserve status, right? So we've talked about the world reserve currency before. And so what that's doing is like whether it is a plot to destroy the U.S. dollar directly or indirectly – Removing Russia from the SWIFT banking system, which is responsible to transfer currencies into U.S. dollars for international trade, is a threat to our dollar being a world reserve currency. So check this out, guys. <clears throat> the war being raged by Russia and Ukraine shows no signs of coming to any type of peaceful end. Now, um, this was written like last week, and so we're seeing more and more and more how that's being true. Uh, but let me read from this, this article and I'll post all the articles in the description if you want to read them yourself. Meanwhile, it appears to me that a separate war on the US dollar could be officially waged at any moment by Russia and China collectively. As the situation in Ukraine grows more dire, as Russia's options wane and its ties with China grow closer. While the hope is still to avoid World War III type scenario, escalating sanctions from the West are forcing an increasingly unhinged Vladimir Putin to consider his options for pushback. For example, on Sunday, Putin put nuclear deterrence forces on high alert as a response to increasing pressure from NATO in a move that the U.S. ambassador to the United Nations said escalates the conflict unacceptably. In the same breath that Putin made this announcement, he continued to push back on economic sanctions being levied against Russia. As you can see, not only do Western countries take unfriendly measures against our country and the economic dimension, I mean the illegal sanctions that everyone knows about very well. This may be because the bigger story over the weekend was the beginning of removing Russia from the SWIFT intra-bank messaging system, along with sanctions targeting Russia's central bank. SWIFT helps provide services related to the execution of financial transactions and payments between banks worldwide. Central bank sanctions from the EU and the Fed instantly make Russia and its currency, the ruble, pariahs elsewhere in the world. What this basically means, guys, is that you just debanked Russia, which again, if you as a citizen were debanked, which some have been, by the way, in America, debanked, like you cannot even use a bank. That literally destroys your country. And we never even did this to Nazi Germany. Just to give you an example, in World War II, in the heat of the war, we still didn't levy these levels of sanctions on Germany because it's not about, Ger about Germany or about Russia. It, it would have hurt the, the civilian population more than anybody else. Okay, and that is what they're trying to do as a political ploy because our government is so good at overthrowing other governments in a political way that they know that by destroying a currency system, they can easily make a bank run, having a bank run go down, and then having absolute chaos happen, and the people in that country will eventually revolt against the current government that's in place. And that is how our government has taken over various other governments around the world, but mostly I would say in the third world. Russia's central bank reserves are generally controlled by foreign central banks. If those foreign banks decide to freeze access to such reserves, 
Russia only has its tangible assets, such as oil and gold reserves, to fall back on. The ruble is expected to collapse as a, re a result of these sanctions. And so here's one guy on Twitter. The obvious consequences of these sanctions is a run on Russia's banks and a crippling of the Russian economy. The Bank of Russia, or Russia's central bank, will now try to prevent a crisis of confidence among the citizens of the country to slow the economic bleeding. So I'm going to move on to kind of talk about what does this mean for the dollar, okay? When push comes to shove and things get down to brass tacks, people want to know what backs their currency. And it's not just Russia in this case. While they're going to be the obvious example, I think economic tensions between Russia and the West are going to stoke a far larger global discussion about the fiat system in general. This is important, guys. And if you're still listening and this is part two and you're, and you're tuning into this, um, you can't, you can't get a more important article. Okay. After all I'm reading heading into this massive conflict, we were already at the precipice of the great reset, right? Now China and Russia may speed that reset along much quicker and in much more volatile fashion than Klaus Schwab would approve of. Sorry, Klaus. Of course, it's a funny joke. Klaus Schwab is the head of the World Economic Forum, and the idea of the Great Reset is his idea written in uh, two or three different books. The fact is that if Putin has his mind made up to go the distance in Ukraine, which by the way, my analysis is Putin will win, and Putin is going the distance in Ukraine. Come hell or high water, he's going to have to somehow address the crippling of his country's currency and economy. Left with a few off-ramps, my guess is that Putin will push back on economic sanctions by allying himself further with China and even discussing the, with China the prospects of a monetary system outside of the current global monetary system. While the idea will likely be written off by economic experts, it's important to remember that even if such an idea doesn't succeed, it could still create chaos for global economic markets and life in the West. We're already in the midst of a supply chain crisis here in the U.S. Now, add to the add that the facts, add that these facts. Number one, Russia has tangible reserves in the form of oil and gold. Russia is the top supplier of imported gasoline to the United States. In 2021, Russia accounted for 21% of all U.S. gasoline imports, Forbes writes. Number two, China is a major supplier of basically everything we use in the West on a daily basis. China was the United States' largest supplier of goods imports in 2020, according to the USTR. China is currently our largest goods trading partner with 559 billion in total two-way goods trade during 2020. The same report notes. Trade deficits hit further records in 2021, and so that's where we're at. We are at, we are at a deficit. Again, Trump talked about this deficit a lot while he was in office. This prediction shouldn't surprise anyone that has been paying attention. As myself, I've been paying attention. I've kind of read this article as of confirming what I've already believed. Just one year ago, the idea of Russia and China working together to de-dollarize themselves made headlines. The Washington Post reported on the steps the two countries were collectively making in April 2021. Here is from the Washington Post, you guys. <coughs> China and Russia have vowed to jointly de-dollarize, this is in quotations, creating alternatives to the current system with a three-step plan that began 
a few years ago. <clears throat> First, both countries began to cut back the proportion of their bilateral trade invoiced in dollars, privileging settlement in their own currencies, which basically means that if China is buying stuff from Russia, they were going to use rubles uh, as a return. And if Russia was buying from China, they would use the yuan. Again, diversifying the trade between each other. So with each other, they're using their own currencies. Second, they have sought to boost the renminbi's role as an international currency for payments and reserves. Uh, I think the, the renminbi is a form is another exchange rate bank. To encourage wider adoption of its currency, China has given more than 30 countries renminbi access through bilateral swap agreements. So this is like their swift banking system. So they've given access to 30 different countries to use this system. China and Russia each scaled back their U.S. Treasury holdings, with Russia channeling cash into renminbi holdings. And China has ramped up the digital currency drive and it began in 2014 with the goal of making it easier to hold renminbi. The third and last leg of these efforts still underway aims to create alternative payments and messaging systems allowing countries to use home and partner currencies instead of dollars or euros to settle trade and investment deals. Far be it for me to agree with the Washington Post, but they were spot on in early 2021 when they concluded that, and I quote from the Washington Post, if China and Russia devised successful alternatives to the dollar-centered financial system, and if these alternatives gain significant international traction, we would be witnessing a cataclysmic moment in great power rivalry. Meanwhile, we have been standing idly by watching Russia dump U.S. treasuries while increasing its FX reserves over the last five years. So this is everything we're seeing here, guys. They've, they've gotten rid of the U.S. dollar. They no longer are buying the U.S. treasury because they see the U.S. as a collapsing nation, a collapsing empire, and they don't want to be holding a broken system, a broken dollar. De-dollarization and a, a financial alliance between Russia and China was being reported in 2020 as well. And here it is, uh, another article, China and Russia ditch dollar in move toward financial alliance. So again, we've been watching this now for about five years. Uh, here's another quote from this article. De-dollarization has been a priority for Russia and China since 2014 when they began expanding economic cooperation following Moscow's estrangement from the West over its annexation of Crimea. Replacing the dollar in trade settlements became a necessity to sidestep U.S. sanctions against Russia. So, again, another big, big whopper. The idea of a Russia-China alliance to try and collapse the U.S. economic system isn't new either. Russia tried to push China to create chaos for the U.S. in the wake of the 2008 financial crisis. Russia may have tried to conspire with China in a bid to collapse the U.S. financial system. They were hoping to sell Fannie and Freddie Bonds, which was a huge mortgage company, during a time when the U.S. economy was on the ropes. Okay, so this is all just showing that, look, this has been in the works for a long time. I'm going to continue going on. Pieces that I've written in the past, including my prediction that China is going to back its new digital currency with gold, all of a sudden look like discussions that need to take place. And I uh, and he's writing from last year. China thinks in terms of generations and centuries. 
They are officially playing the long game, and don't let the lack of a hot war fool you. The gears and wheels of trying to advance their country's interests are there, grinding away slowly behind the scenes for those who care to peek behind the curtain. Backing their currency with gold could be seen by Xi, who is the president of China, as the ultimate quote-unquote Trump card of sorts, especially as the U.S. has watched its currency fall into a precarious position over the last 18 months due to unprecedented quantitative easing. It's the type of revelation that, if done correctly by China, can immediately hoist China's economic status to the top of the global ladder and can immediately challenge other countries to follow suit except those quote-unquote other countries won't be nearly as prepared to quote-unquote flip the switch to a gold-backed currency because we will not have even considered the idea. Now, it could be time for China and Russia to collectively flip the switch. The writing has been on the wall for a while. Russia and China de-dollarizing both countries stacking their gold reserves and China quickly looking to implement a digital currency. Over the last five years, only only overtly paranoid people like me looked at these actions and concluded they they were leading they were to lead to something much bigger now that russia has put itself at war with the west the potential reasons all of a sudden become much clearer i have long argued this is somebody is he's writing i'm continuing i have long argued that our arrogant treatment of the us dollar and our reliance on being able to print it whenever we want was a fool's errand austrian economists and conservatives who made these points were written off as conspiracy theorists for making suggestions that our country should shore up its balance sheet and back its currency with something tangible. Now, in the midst of one of the most consequential wars in decades, our people may be starting to see exactly why having your monetary policy house in order is a good idea, because the shit eventually hits the fan. And if the dollar is challenged, even if it holds its place as the world reserve currency, there are still going to be a lot of uncomfortable questions we're going to have to ask ourselves about monetary policy going forward. So despite his comments, uh, it still doesn't seem that the most people understand that war could be waged not just on Ukraine, but on the dollar. To me, it only seems the logical next step. Uh, next step. I hope I'm wrong, but it looks as though the unprecedented times we are living through may still get far more unprecedented. So again, looking at this from the perspective of this writer who's writing this article, I will put this article in the uh, description. You all have to realize that the US dollar is being attacked and we cannot afford to be the bully around the world using our world reserve status as a way to sanction other nations and putting them in a bind. Because of course, powerful countries like Russia and China, they understand that they would never want to be under the gun, economically speaking, from the US and the Western powers who control the economic world order. I would say it is the Anglo-American empire. That is this concept that Russia and China feel that they are in alliance against. And this is why we have to take control into our own hands. We have to buy Bitcoin. We have to buy gold and silver. We have to hold on to these various different um, assets that actually have real tangible value. Look at what Russia is doing. Russia is holding on to gold and oil. They That is their only tangible value. Whereas these other foreign banks hold on to the control over the Russian central bank. 
you have to ask yourself, what currency and what uh, assets do you hold that are apart or, or, or indifferent of the financial system we exist in, the dollarization, the fiat system that we exist in? How much of our wealth is stored in this fiat system and how much of it is stored into something tangibly valuable? Moving on. This is the starvation matrix, okay? This is where we're going next, and I am going to explain to you guys why this is the food shortage is coming, and it's going to be big, and it's all, again, totally made up, artificial. We don't have to do it. We don't have to be this way, but we're doing it anyways because of what's happening. Let me read from Natural News article. I will post it in the um, uh, the description, and this is written by Mike Adams, and let me read now. Russia and Ukraine are among the world's largest producers of nitrogen fertilizers and grain crops. According to the FAO, which is the United Nations, and other analysts, Ukraine and Russia account for a combined 28% of global wheat exports. Now, I've been mentioning this about Ukraine. Russia wants to control Ukraine, not like a vassal state or anything like that, probably now that they've gone to war with them, but... They wanted Ukraine because the, Ukraine was the breadbasket with its with its location by the Black Sea and things. The, the geography is just so much better for food growing. And so with Ukraine being under the West control, this is why Russia has attacked it because of the fact that it's the breadbasket of Russia. The food that Russia gets from Ukraine is very, very important to Russia. And now you're seeing why. As of today, Ukraine has banned all exports of wheat, oats, millet, buckwheat, sugar, cattle, meat, and numerous other products. This move is certain to cause a global supply shortage crisis in these grains, leading to even more scarcity and price inflation for the next one to two years. This is on top of Hungary also banning all wheat exports a few days ago. So there's all these charts here you can look at uh, for the export of various different food products. Now moving on. There's another chart here that shows the balance of power that Russia and Ukraine have on these other uh, exports that, that export food and fertilizer. Economic sanctions have cut off Russia's fertilizer and gas from Western Europe and the world. Making matters even worse, the economic sanctions imposed by Western nations, such as the swift deplatforming of Russian banks, has made it impossible for Russian exporters to sell fertilizers and food crops to the rest of the world. This also impacts minerals, of course. The impact of America and Western Europe is that there will be panic-level shortages in food crops, fertilizers, energy, and minerals, including those minerals used to manufacture electric vehicles, electrical wiring, and computing components, and so on. By cutting off Russia from world markets, Western nations have also cut off their own supplies of natural gas, fertilizers, and many food crops. The results are inevitable and irreversible. Global famine. It is now clear, if you do the math, that 1 to 2 billion human beings will face starvation by the end of 2022. Just based on what has already been implemented in terms of economic sanctions and export bans. If things get worse, as many as 4 billion people, just so we're reminded, there's about 7 billion people on the planet. About 4 billion people on the planet Earth could face food insecurity, as it's called. But even without extreme scarcity, the price increases are going to hit low-wage earners across the world likely resulting in uprisings and social unrest across the board. 
think about the social implications of both food prices and fuel prices doubling or tripling. And you'll realize that this has all been planned from the start. It's the cover story the globalists need to carry out their Great Reset agenda and exploit the very chaos they initiated. So I want you to get this in your head, guys. This whole thing about cutting off Russia from the world the world economy is going to backfire on all of us. It is not, you know, and you've got people, liberals are at the pump like, hey, it's the cost of freedom. These people are losers. These people are idiots. These people are the same people that wore the mask for two years, never took it off, wore it in their cars, and they said to themselves, hey, it's the cost of freedom. If we want to get things, quote unquote, back to normal, we just have to wear this mask. If we want to get things quote unquote, back to normal, we just have to get vaccinated. These are the lies they believed and they believed them so heartfully that they alienated family, they destroyed relationships, they didn't give a fuck about anybody else and they destroyed themselves in the process. These are the same people who will starve to death because they believed that this whole thing was a good idea because they were convinced by the media that it was. None of it is real, all of us, all of us in this in this country, I believe, they're going to riot. There's going to be social unrest. There's going to be crime. There's going to be unbelievable things that are going to happen. And that's why I believe everyone should get storable food. I believe everyone should be armed. I believe everybody should be prepared for anything and everything to happen. I'm telling you, if you do not have storable food, you have to have storable food. This is where the price... Uh, you're saving money if you get storable food because the inflation on food alone is going to save you money. So... Guys, we have to learn how to survive. We have to learn how to navigate these very perilous times. And we have to learn that all of this is going to happen in the next year. Within this year, we're already experiencing the rise in, food, in, in gas prices. We're going to experience the same thing in food prices and fertilizer, all these different things, these growing seasons that we have. You know, we're coming up on spring and summer. These are the growing seasons. Where's all the fertilizer? Why can't we get things going? And so here's my announcement and, and my, my, my idea for how to solve this crisis. We cannot allow a government, the one we especially have, to be in complete control over the licensing and regulation of oil drilling and pipeline working and all of these various different things that give us energy and supplies. What we have to do is just like the truckers had a protest and drove to DC and just like the protest in Canada, how the truckers who basically get the country moving, they all drove to Canada, Ontario to state their uh, disagreement with these various political policies, right? What we have to do is oil companies and, and regular average, average everyday people have to take in their own hands and say, we are going to start these pipelines. We are going to start drilling. We do not care what this, this government is telling us to do because this government, and this is the reason, we could easily sue the government for being uh, treasonous. We could literally overthrow our own government for being treasonous by buying oil from other countries or by cutting off our own supply and making things harder for us. That is treason destroying the livelihoods of your own people for this illusion of environmental environmental protection, which has always been a lie. It's never been the reason. This, this lie is what we have to do. We have to, we, uh, Dr. Fauci, uh, the various pharmaceutical companies, all of these people have to be held responsible for the things that they have done. And the same thing is true for these uh, regulations and these revoke, revoked licenses 
and the stoppage of all licensing going forward of oil drilling and energy cons- uh, energy um, producing companies to do their job. That is not allowed. We have to revolt in the form of productivity. That's the insanity here. We need to revolt, literally, sounds crazy, we actually need to revolt in the form of producing our own energy without having this quote-unquote piece of paper that tells us we can do it or not. Why don't people start thinking like this? People need to start thinking bigger now because we are in very perilous times. We are in insane times and we need various large companies. We need Exxon and Shell, believe it or not. We need these companies. We need other uh, small oil drilling companies, things like that, to just start drilling, to just let go of the idea of having government regulation and screw the fucking government. We can sue them for being nas- be, being uh, putting us in a position of national security risk, okay? And we could sue them and we could destroy this government from doing what it's doing. There's no reason why we should sit on our hands and just say, oh, well, we need a piece of paper from Joe Biden to drill. No, you don't need shit because this country's going to shit. And so that is what I would love to go viral all over the country would be this idea that just like the truckers revolted and protested and they didn't, you know, they risked their lives, they risked their jobs and all these things. We need to do the same thing for drilling and everything. What is the government going to go and shut down every drill? Are they going to send in the FBI? I say we should dare them to do so. And we should have companies say, hey, look, we're going to go ahead and move on and we're going to do the shit we got to do. We're going to get our supplies and we're going to start drilling and we're going to start moving oil around. We're going to start getting the shit going because at this point, we have to do what we have to do. And so in this entire podcast, part one, part two, hope you guys enjoyed all of this crazy insanity that we live in right now. And, uh, you know, going forward, we have to prepare. There's so much we have to do. And again, like I said, if you support the podcast, definitely buy Microbiome. It's an amazing product. Got to take care of your gut health. You got to take care of your the processing that we're going to deal with now going forward. It's it's insane. And so now, also leaving a five star review helps this podcast a lot. So you guys are awesome. I appreciate all of you tuning in. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Peace.